Hi everyone, this is Scott. Welcome to the Footy Ball Podcast, where we talk about a dozen or so football games each week and focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, pets, work, you have little to no time to watch all the college football you want, nor the funds to be betting on it. That's why we focus on just the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. Tonight, we have a new sponsor. Kids that knock on your door during sex. You really hope they went back to the room before you start up again. And just like that, let's get back into it. All right, we are looking at the week three recap. Pretty good weekend. You know, I think I shared... um, that a lot of folks were expecting this to be what most boring week of college football. Gotta say, a lot happened. So let's go into a quick recap. Look at some of the games that I reviewed. I'm always up for being wrong because let me tell you, what was my uh, pickums? Took it on the chin. Six. Six and f- six and four, four and six, six out of ten. I won six. I lost four. Looks like I had Pitt winning at West Virginia. I had Fresno State. Sorry, I had Arizona State winning at home. We'll talk about that debacle. I had Tennessee over Florida and Kansas State over Mizzou. Oof, took it on the chin. So let's dive right into it. Pitt going on the road to West Virginia. Not much I can say about that one. I just called it wrong. I had talked a lot about you know financial troubles for some of the uh, East Coast universities, um, and West Virginia being one of them. Looking at just some of my, I don't know, misgivings in general that I have about. Um, the Big 12, how I feel they haven't really done as well as they could have in the past. But really, um, I I tried to watch this game, and I watched as long as I could before I turned on another one and kids got in the way and stuff like that. Um, But what I saw, West Virginia just outplayed them. They did a very good job. They held Pitt two field goals in the first half, and that was it. Statistics-wise, I mean, Pitt had three turnovers. I mean, three. Three interceptions. And we're looking back on this, and where were they here? Interception led to a touchdown. Interception led to a field goal. Interception led to end of the game. So ah, that's that's not going to get you very far. Very impressed with West, West Virginia on this one, 100% called it wrong i think yeah it's not going to be as bad as my next one holy smokes fresno state at arizona state (laughs) let's see how do i hmm how do i sum this one there are (laughs) there's wrong and then there's just fucking wrong like that's all there is to it trying to pull this up over here real quick. Pac-12, come on, come on. Let's work a little faster here. 
ESPN site's been slow for me all day. I don't know if that's been true for everyone. I kind of had half this stuff queued up, ready to go. And lo and behold, um, it did not go. Wait, why am I on? Boy, I'm in the wrong place. Deal with me. Deal with it over here. Here, deal with me. Here we go. Scores. Here we go. Wrong place. Here we go. Pack 12. All right. I don't know what happened to that that screen that I had pulled up. There, here are some interesting statistics. Total yards for Arizona State, 188. Third down, 5 out of 14. I mean, Fresno State wasn't much better. I mean, I wouldn't call 8 out of 19 on third down conversions, you know, stellar. You know, yards per pass, I mean, 5.1 to 5.7. Great, Fresno State. You went on that one, too. Total rushing yards, 42 for Arizona State. Fresno State had like 27 more. Oh, my gosh. This is, I mean, this is the killer. Eight turnovers for Arizona State. And then we go and just look at just how each. Here we go. First half, there's one, two, three, four, five possessions by Arizona State, four turnovers, one turnover by downs. Second half, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight possessions by Arizona. Oh, they got a punt off on that one. Two punts. Holy smoke. Three punts. Yeah. So taking that one on the chin. All right. Let's look at that. LSU looked fantastic against Mississippi State. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. I was impressed. I'd watched a whole lot of this game again until, you know, family responsibilities um, took over. The game that I watched a lot of and most of was Tennessee at Florida. Wow. Tennessee did not look stellar. They just looked like they couldn't get things going. You know, you always got to ask, did Tennessee play poorly? Did Florida play really well? You know, this one appeared to be a healthy combination of the two, right? I just, I didn't see that rhythm coming out for Tennessee. I did see Florida rally often, very often, to just put a stop to Tennessee. Like Florida's, Florida's defense, I think, did really, really well. Um, Tennessee's offense just could not get things going. Right? Ah, I don't know. So, Tennessee had a lot more rushing yards, um, but they just, in general, the offense just was stagnant, stale. You know, I mean, clearly it was the second quarter that pulled it ahead for Florida, 20 points in the second quarter, right? Total yards, you know, like it looked pretty good for Tennessee, 387. Florida only had 349, right? Just passing yards, 287 for Tennessee, 166 for Florida. But they did have that one interception. It just, it just I don't know, it just wasn't, you know, you just don't feel it, right? I don't know, I mean, I'll, don't mean to be all, I don't know, hippy-dippy and too gushy on this, but I just, you know, I'm just not feeling it from Tennessee, right? You know? I know my gut told me to, go with Tennessee on this one, but 
clearly. God had me shit my pants yet once again here. So, all right, moving on. Um, Kansas State at Mizzou. I watched a good bit of this game as well. Both teams looked fantastic. I talked down about Mizzou on Friday, I believe, if not Wednesday. And, hey, got to eat my words. Nope. Mizzou looked good. Mizzou looked very good. And a 61-yard field goal. SEC record to bring it home. Unbelievable. I think this was the same field goal kicker that missed a 30-something yard field goal last year to beat Auburn. So, I mean, kudos to that guy. Hope you had a good time on Saturday night. All right, North Carolina over Minnesota. Great, just kind of how I expected. Minnesota, um, a decent team. North Carolina just, just doing better. Virginia Tech still struggling, and they did that when they went to Rutgers as well. Purdue um, at home with Syracuse in town visiting. Again, same thing like we talked about. Um, Purdue doing all right. Um, Going to be middle of the road, uh, maybe bottom half of the Big Ten, bottom third of the Big Ten. Um, and Syracuse probably middle to maybe even getting up into the upper third um, for the ACC. We'll see. TCU looks like they had a very easy time um, on the road at Houston. And then Colorado State at Colorado. So I watched the first half of this game. Sorry, I've got a nice rye here that I'm enjoying. Um, and I just couldn't stay awake. We had a, my wife did a half marathon on Saturday. Did very well. And so the whole family was up early. We got on the bikes, went down to the course and kind of rode around with some friends, kind of cheering, you know, my buddy's wife on and, you know, with his kids. And then we all went up and went to the finish line and cheered, cheered my wife on. And so when this thing, you know, when you've got nine o'clock start time or something, whatever it was in, in central, I mean, I watched all halftime and very underimpressed with Colorado more than I was impressed with Colorado State. So, but we'll get into that here in just a second. So those were the big, um, well, those were the Pigum games. And then I know we commented on a whole bunch of other stuff, but what, what I'd really like to do is kind of pause here um, and we'll come back here in just a second and talk about the AP's uh, top 25 and kind of the ramifications of these wins and losses. And I'm, I'm kind of confused. I'm often confused by the AP top 25. So let's look, let me, let me pull that up. Let me get my ducks in a row and we'll be right back. All right, let's take a look at the new AP top 25. All right. Um, it's a lot of movement here. And I guess before we really get into conference play, some of this makes sense, right? Um, but as usual, for me, um, I, I don't contribute to the AP Top 25. I am not a sports writer. I am a, I'm an armchair guy, right? Like, I, I have no leg in this game, except for the, you know, hey, I'm up to, I think I'm up to like nine or ten people listening. Suckers. But thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, Georgia, unchanged. Michigan, unchanged. Texas, flipped with Florida State. Interesting. 
So Texas, let's look at Georgia. Okay, Georgia was at, um, at home with uh, South Carolina. Um, had a whole bunch of rain midway through there. I didn't necessarily get the impression that South Carolina was ever truly in control of the game. There was a, there was a, there was a little bit of time. Um, what, uh, oh gosh, when was that? Towards the end of the half? Yeah, because South Carolina was up 14 to three at, at the half. But I, I, I never really had the impression that Georgia wasn't gonna be able to come back, right? So for one thing, I really like uh, Rattler, the South Carolina quarterback, um, transferred out of OU. Um, I, I can't keep up with all these guys. Um, you know, s- someone beat him out and he transferred out because they can do that now rather than see all of his sh- chances go. But boy, that kid takes some hits. He knows how to take some hits. Um, but anyway, they they struggled a little bit. Bad weather. Uh, you know, Georgia remains unchanged. Okay. Next, we look at Michigan. Okay. Uh, Michigan destroys uh, Bowling Green. Um, okay. They stay where they are. Perfect. Texas at home against Wyoming. 31-10 is the score of the game, but is that really the score of the game? Um, was Texas ever not in control of the game? I, I, I don't think so. I, you know, instead of racking up... Um, you know, a whole bunch of points in the first quarter and second quarter. I don't, I don't know why Texas didn't do that. Again, I, my phone's not ringing for any uh, coaching opportunities, right? Um, but they did put up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know, quite easily. So were they just kind of stringing them along, right? Were they like, you know, many of girls that treated me like growing up, just like keeping me around, and then all of a sudden just destroying me in the end, right? Um, maybe, but then Florida State flips with Texas. Now, Florida State seeing some of this game. Um, oh, actually, I take that back. I did not see any of this game, but like reading about this game and hearing about this game, Florida State played horrible. So the remnants of that one hurricane was apparently causing torrential downpours in the Boston area um, or throughout Massachusetts and New England. Um, and so it was just a torrential downpour. And Boston College, from what I'm hearing, played definitely above their level. They came together as a team, right? One plus one equals more than two. That is what Boston College did on Saturday. Uh, Florida State did one plus one equals like one and a half, right? But again, one and a half for Florida State is better than Boston College's like two and a half, right? Um, And that's what it came down to. So Florida State drops, Texas switches spots, I mean, I, I, I get it. You, I did fear for Florida State um, reading some of this and like, look, watching the score um, tick by. But, you know, I like watching um, Texas, like I never got the impression Texas was going to um, was going to do bad. OK. And then you had um, USC. Did they, was this yesterday? No, that, no, USC had the weekend off. OK. All right. Fair enough. All right. Got that. Ohio State. Did they have the weekend off? I think they did. Yeah, they had the weekend off before they have Notre Dame next weekend. So we can talk about that later on in the week. Okay. And then Penn State, I believe the same thing. Oh, no, they did play Illinois. All right. And they did what they were supposed to do against Illinois. Right. They won. They won easily. Like they weren't struggling with them at all. Um, 
Now you come up to Washington, right? Washington goes into Michigan State. Now, Michigan State's got its problems. There are some internal struggles with this coach, right? Coach has got himself into a bit of a pickle, pun intended. Um, and, like, how is that going to affect the team? I still don't know, <laughs> right? Because Washington has destroyed a decent Boise State team, the usual that Tulsa gives us, and a Michigan State team that was supposed to be good. Now, was Michigan State just completely distraught and unsure what to do? I mean, the university definitely stepped up and definitely said, hey, team, here's your old coach. Okay? He retired. He didn't get kicked out because of some controversy, right? Name we know and trust. Let's go with this guy. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, Washington State did not move at all um, in the way that they just destroyed Michigan State. And that just kind of, you know, like I don't, I don't quite get that. Um, Notre Dame, no movement there, and that's fine. And then lastly, Oregon manhandled Hawaii. Thank you, Hawaii, for making that trip into the mainland. Um, and Oregon jumps three for how they handled Hawaii. And this is this is where I start to get like really, really confused. How and why does Oregon jump three if a team like Washington, who I think equally destroyed a better opponent on the road, not at home, made no movement whatsoever. So I can only assume this has to do with Oregon's um, game next weekend against Colorado, right? Like we just want some TV ratings there. I don't, I don't really get how that happens. Again, Utah jumps a spot too because they beat Weber State. Like I, like, I don't have time to live Google where Weber State is, so I'm just going to, like, whatever. We're just going to leave that as it is, okay? Um, and then we go down LSU. Again, jumped two. They completely demolished Mississippi State. Great. Like, how does LSU jump two and Washington goes nowhere? Oh, I get it. W Washington, like, we're getting towards that you know, higher or I guess lower in the top 10. So there's less room to move around. And, you know, do they deserve to jump a Penn State, Ohio State, USC? You know, especially when some of them had the weekend off. Um, yeah, like I actually thought they did. Alabama. Okay, so that, that's LSU. Alabama drops three because of a loss to an unranked team. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I've had too much to drink. Um, their struggle against South Florida, and sorry, they didn't lose to an unranked team. I'm jumping ahead um, uh, to Tennessee's plummet um, with their loss to Florida. But Alabama did struggle against South Florida. I, you know, I don't know how many. What is it? Their third. They've used three quarterbacks so far this season. Apparently, the very first one they had is the best one because he has a great ability to scramble. I, I don't know if there's something going on in the locker room or Saban's not agreeing with this guy. I heard one commentator say this is Saban's last year. 
because they simply see him smiling more on camera, <laughs> being nicer during um, press conferences. That actually sounds like pretty solid <laughs> logic there. And it's bedtime here, and the kids are yelling at each other. So that's that's wonderful. Um, and then we continue on, and we look at Oregon State. They jump two because, again, who did they play? They manhandled. Um, yeah, San Diego State. I mean, like, like I don't like I don't get how we rewarded all these guys. Ole Miss. Um, I thought Ole Miss actually had a halfway decent opponent. Georgia Tech. So funny story about Georgia Tech. I was watching one of their earlier games. Let me pull this up. Who was I watching Georgia Tech play like a week or two ago? I think it was against Louisville. And they lost. And I'm watching their quarterback. And I'm like, King. And I was like, huh. Like, that sounds familiar. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, just kind of watching the game doing a little work on the side. And then all of a sudden, I see him throw a pass at his receiver's feet. I was like, holy shit, I know who that guy is. Yes. Out of Texas A&M, Ains King transferred to Georgia Tech. Well, I guess we can say it wasn't our offensive coordinator or bad coaching from A&M. That guy, threw, I mean, he would just, he would just rocket these passes to these wide receivers so fast that um hold on i got a kid in here with me now um i'm in the middle of something can this wait okay all right that works i'll be right up there okay all right good night um and where was i oh haynes oh just amazing passes that he would just launch between like triple double and triple coverage that would get to the receiver sometimes so fast you couldn't hold on to it um, but man, when we just like the 90% of the time, we just needed him to hit the receiver. It was at his ankles. Anyway. Okay. Enough of that. Um, Oklahoma, um, beat up on Tulsa. Um, and they somehow move up, uh, North Carolina, same thing. Uh, but against, to, a, against what I would consider to be a better team, Minnesota. Great. They, they move up. Uh, let's give that to them. Duke. I think having a banner year. Um, another ACC victory over Big Ten, but it was Northwestern. So I'm very happy for the Blue Devils. Um, and their quarterback looks good. Let's see if their game comes up on pickups. Now Colorado drops one. This is, out of, out of all of them, this is the one that I don't understand. They struggle. Okay. All right. So, like I said, I watched the first half of that game, went to bed, got up in the middle of the night to pee because, you know, I'm pushing 50. And that's what I do. Turn on the game, and I'm an, we're in overtime. I'm like, oh, my gosh, overtime. And, I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> I guess I fell asleep with the game on because I woke up again, pushing 50, woke up a few hours later, I had to pee again, and... um you know, my phone's off and, you know, the game's over in Colorado had won. So, which is good because that was my number 10 pick in my, in my pick That was worth 10 points. So, um, they dropped one. I, I, now I get it. Colorado State is not a powerhouse. 
Colorado State is winless so far. Two games. That's it. They lost to a very impressive Washington State, albeit handsomely. And they almost beat Colorado, which both coaches had hyped this thing up so much. There was more talk about who was on the sidelines, right, than some of the actual struggles um, that were going on in the actual game, right? So did Colorado, in the end, do what they need to do, do what we always reward good teams for doing is they pull out a W when someone else shows up to beat to beat up on someone who's better and typically better than they are? Absolutely. They found a way to win. I've heard lots of commentary already that Colorado State blew it, and Colorado State just had some poor uh, play calling in the end, over-conservative and not too worried about the win versus just playing it smart. Um, and, you know, those are answers we're, we're never going to know. But Colorado, the Buffs, drop. They go from 18 to 19. Not that big not that big of a drop. But, you know, for all the folks, here's the big question that I have. So for all the folks that produce the AP Top 25, right? How many of you had Colorado at 3-0 and at this point in time? My guess is most of you had him at one and two. Sheer fact that Colorado is at three and oh, and you want to drop them because they have their first struggle against a lesser team, right? Did we punish North Carolina for struggling against Appalachian State? I guess they probably have their. They did punish North Carolina. Now oh, that was after their win, to, win, win at Minnesota. I don't. It looks like we didn't punish them. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I don't get this. I don't. I don't get this sometimes. I, I'm not quite sure how it's all done, but I, you know, if you didn't have Colorado, any, you know, ever even making the top twenty-five. How on earth are you going to drop them one simply because they struggled? And then, of course, you know, Miami, Washington State, UCLA, um, Iowa, Florida, all all coming in. Tennessee plummeted with the loss to Florida. And I, I've seen that happen. And I've heard a lot of folks say, yeah, t- Tennessee probably never should have been in the top, in the top 12, top 10. Um, so this is probably where they belong. But the other one that bothers me, too, is Kansas State out of the top 25. Missouri didn't make it in. Okay. But Kansas State, with an SEC record-setting field goal, only reason they lost this game, and they dropped over 10 rankings. boggles the mind so anyway this has gone on far longer than i intended uh thanks for sticking it out with me appreciate y'all um you can expect 
Uh, as soon as ESPN releases its pickums, should be sometime tomorrow morning. Um, uh, we can start talking about what is coming up this week. Appreciate y'all very, very much. Once again, this is Scott with the Footyball Podcast. Brought to you tonight by. Oh, drum roll, please. Kids that knock on your door during sex. You really hope they went back to their rooms before you start back up again. Good night, everybody. <laughs>